Ladies and gentlemen, the RPA family would like to wish you and your loved ones a very happy and safe holiday season. Oh yeah, we love you. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present The Sandman Lullaby with your host, Patrick Sean Jones. A dream is a succession of images, ideas, emotions, and sensations that usually occur involuntarily in the mind during certain stages of sleep. The contents and the purpose of dreams are never fully understood. Many are philosophical, religious, but they've all been talked about throughout recorded history. This is the Sandman Lullaby, here on our there is snow on the ground and the valley is cold and a midnight profound black squatter of old but a light in the hilltop have seen hints of feastings unhallowed and old. There is death in the clouds, there is fear in the night, for the dead in their shrouds hail sins turning flight. A chant wild in the woods as they dance round a yule altered fungus and white. To no gale of earth's kind sways the forest of oak. There the sick bows entwined by mass, mad mistletoes choke. For these powers are the powers of the dark from the grave of the lost druids folk.
boys and girls, children of all ages, you are in the Sandman Lullaby here on RPA. Wishing everybody a happy Yule, happy holidays. That right there is Unkempt, a band out of the Tampa Bay area. They said, uh, why don't you put some music on the air for us based on dreams, the paranormal. I said, Duders, not a problem. I'd like to thank everybody that's sending their messages to me. And uh, I thought I'd do something different for this show right here. I went ahead and decided I was going to talk to my uh, some of my family members about dreams, the paranormal, hauntings. And things that go with that. Uh, by the way, that uh, poem was The Yule Horror by H.P. Lovecraft. For those people that are fans of H.P. Lovecraft. So uh, sit back and enjoy. What you're going to hear is a conversation with uh, my little brother, Bobby. And uh, then I'm going to bring in my 75-year-old mother that's going to sit there and uh, talk about her thoughts about what she thinks about dreams and the ways that revel us in our world. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, sit on back. This is, you know, that's called prophetic. Prophetic? I don't know. I'm from prophylactic. No, I'm. It's not prophylactic because I'm from Polk County, and you know, that's how we usually say it. But it's it's prophetic dreaming. It's basically. No, I mean, no, I mean, what I meant was recurring. Dream. A dream that comes up because it again prophetic means like your your consciousness thing. I'm talking about your yeah. Well, you're conscious and you're dreaming. You can control. But your you're dream. not dreaming when you're conscious. You're dreaming in your subconscious. So okay, you where to, where do you go when you go to sleep? Usually, it's to places that um, um, I've been to. Sometimes it's places that I haven't been to. I don't know. Where does my conscious go? Where do I go when I dream? Yeah. Where do you go when you dream? <laughs> well, I think it has to deal with uh, where you're at in your dreams. If you've conquered, if you've conquered, like, say you couldn't swim in your dreams, and finally you do swim in your dreams, then you get rewarded. Like, you'll you'll get rewarded for that, but then you, you don't have to challenge swimming in dreams anymore because you've done you've done conquer that fear so you move on to the next plateau well what about meeting your past loved ones in your dreams it's like that's what? that that's the reward for conquering your 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 fear of swimming like that your dreams will go from black and white to color or color to black and white and you'll be like oh my god and then you see your loved ones and that's the reward Okay, now what were you talking about your theory? Theory is that when you're, the human mind is the most powerful instrument ever created and when it's doing things unconsciously what you're asking it to do, I think that's when you're living. So can your conscious world and your subconscious world complement each other? That's basically what you're saying. Definitely. Okay, because you, you could go through like an everyday event walking down the road you know, some people call it like a deja vu moment. Mm-hmm. You're like, I've been through this once before. Definitely. And you can also, and you'll be in instances where you'll be walking down the street and you'll be like, 
you'll pick up something and you'll be like, what the heck is this? And all of a sudden you turn something and open it up and you're like, how the hell did I know how to do that? Because your subconscious is like always aware of your conscious. Your conscious isn't always aware of your subconscious, but your subconscious is always aware of your conscious. What dream changed your life? Have you had one dream that basically... One dream that changed my life? I was drowning in my dream. Okay. That's why I, took, I wanted to learn how to swim. <laughs> in my dream. I couldn't swim in my dream. It took me 40 years to swim in my dreams. But you've been swimming in your real life for how many how many years? 40... Before I had the, that dream. You learned to swim when you were four. Four. Mom, he wants to interview you, not me. Oh, I'm going to make myself a cup of coffee. Yeah, I agree, Sean. Your dreams, dreams are your, uh, is your subconscious. It's kind of like, it's kind of like we, it's kind of like you're, you're into, it's almost like you're talking about deja vu and stuff like that. It's almost like your, your subconscious is saying, hey, wake up, dumbass. You've already lived this life before in such and such body. People, people die. People are born, they die, and they get reborn or whatever, but until you complete your path on this journey, you're not going to the next journey. You're not You're not leaving this, you know what I mean? How many times do you think you dream per night? How many times do I think I dream per night? Yeah. Maybe three. How much do you remember those dreams? Um, they come to me in spurts, maybe... Maybe about three minutes a day do I remember my dreams from the previous night. So you so you were talking about you don't remember swimming in your dream until you learned to swim in your dreams. And that was your most life-changing dream. I, every time I was in water, I would wake up. Right. And then it, there was some... The dream, I was, uh, it was a truck being washed out in a, in a, by like a flash flood, and I jumped in the water to save this mother and daughter. And as soon as I grabbed on to the girl, it, it was like, or I opened up the car door or something, but I, when I opened up that door, it was like I was opening up a bedroom door, and all of a sudden I was looking at people that had passed away, my family that had passed away. It was awesome. How'd you feel seeing them? It was awesome. Euphoric. Now, what kind of dreams do you wish you kind of could have? I enjoyed playing golf with Arnold Palmer. Well, Arnold Palmer just passed away a little while ago. Yeah, I had... Well, I was dreaming about playing with him when he was still alive. I've met him before. He's a great guy. But I enjoyed playing golf with uh, people that amuse me. People that make you laugh, you want to be around, so. Do your dreams make you happy? Sure. I've only had, I would say every dream, I've only been scared twice, and it was a recurring nightmare that I had, and that's. Now tell me about it, what is it? (laughs) Well, it starts out, I'm looking, I walk into this room, and these Two people are standing there, and they show me a little picture. It's like a two two by three inch picture, and it's of a girl, a little girl sitting on top of a rock, and it's got like palm trees snapped in the background. 
it was like a hurricane went through or something. And I, I said, the first time I had the dream, I said, well, the second time I said it too, but I said, it's too small. I can't make it out. And because I spoke in my dream, I woke up. So the second time I had the dream, I said, it's too small. I can't make it out. And I was like, wait a minute. This is that recurring dream. So I st tried to stay with it. And as the dream progressed, uh, the next thing I was I knew was that I was staring at a sailboat, looking at the sailboat as waves were going over my head, and I was gasping for air, and I was screaming, "My wife, my wife!" And I woke up. Hmm. What do you think the sailboat stood for? Uh, it means I had a lot of money, or she had a lot of money. Well, I know you personally. You're not going to have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's very odd, too, that I've always had a fascination with Coast Guard cutters ever since a child. But I told my mom, I called my mom first thing after the dream, and I, she said the only nightmare she ever had was of me drowning. So it's pretty neat. But now you can swim in your dreams. Now I can swim my dreams. I can I can fly in my dreams. I can run. Um, I can do mostly anything in my dreams. Oh, when you fly, are you naked in your dreams? Have you ever had the dreams of going to school naked? Sure. That's usually the most common one that usually everybody sure, has. Sure, sure, sure. And for some reason, it, we don't realize that we're walking out of the house. Maybe we've already made it to the school before we realize. Yes, no, on. yes, you're already in school. Then you realize the emperor has no clothes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, dreams are wonderful, man. They they separate us from uh, uh, what well, things that we don't like. We can always go into our mind and and play with our own madness. Besides looking at the mad world. Because it's getting crazy out there, so got to have a place to escape to. Listen to the music and, and your headphones on and dream or watch TV without listening to it and make up your own little movie or dialogue that's going on. Now, how's your sound in your dream? Is it crystal clear? Is oh, it yeah. muffled? It's, it's, no, it's Dolby. It's, it's, it's like I'm at a discotheque. It is awesome. I listen to music that I've never heard before in my dreams. Like what? Uh, it's mostly dance music, house music. Here, Mom, sit down and talk to Sean. Well, see if my coffee's ready, would you? Was the sound okay in the room? Well, I'll find out in a second. So, my question to you... Well, you uh -huh. want to do this in the dark? Oh, you, you no, want No, you can do it. Don't don't. Okay, now what we were talking about is this is the uh, Christmas season. And around the Christmas season, that's when you uh, you lost your mom. And she was singing Santa Claus was coming to town. Mm -hmm. And you usually tell me about the stories that you, about seeing your loved ones in your dreams again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, does it very comforting finding you? Does it help you heal when you see your loved ones in your dreams? Or does that come through often? Or You said it doesn't come through it, that often. It doesn't come often. How often does it come? Uh, 
How often does it come? I couldn't say. Just periodically. When was one of the first times you had dreams of your loved ones coming through your dreams? Um, I think it was my daddy, Claude Hill. And what was going on then? Uh, we were... Our house in Tampa was for sale. Right. And daddy didn't want to drive to work every day from Tampa when he was working in Lakeland. So he rented a house for us to live in in Lakeland on Annette Street and so we were paying rent and paying a house mortgage at the same time. We had four little boys and uh, the house he rented was in poor shape but that's not what you wanted to know. And um, we, we didn't have any money, any money at all. We were waiting for the house in Tampa to sell. So um, every morning I would uh, read the paper just intensely because I was trying to find a house for us to buy after the house sold in Tampa. And I would call numbers and just um, I can't think of the word, just looking at that paper, just, you know, in a state of frustration. And then finding out how much houses were in neighborhoods that you weren't really thrilled about being so high. I just stayed worried all the time. And then the next day, I would tell myself, Carol, there's nothing you can do. Just wait, just wait, and, and things will turn out. And then the next day, I'd go back to my other worry and, and search the paper again or anything I saw. And like I said, we didn't have any money, and we wouldn't have any money until the household in Tampa. But um, four little boys and, and no money and worrying. I'd go to I'd go to sleep worry, worrying, and I'd wake up worrying. So the dream was Claude Hill, my daddy who adopted me when I was four years old. He was in my dream. He didn't say anything, but he was sticking money in my clothes. He was sticking money in my pocket. He was sticking money up my uh, in my pockets of my pants, on into my shoulders of my shirt. He was just sticking money wherever he could. So then when I woke up, I realized what the dream was about. He was telling me that I would have money and not to worry. And um, from that dream, I believe, did, I did believe that he was also telling me I'd have money. And I believe that he meant I'd have money all my life. So whenever I'm given money from 
some incident, like I have a check right now from an insurance people that I paid too much money, so they sent me a check back. I believe it's my daddy telling me that's all right. You'll have money, and I have money now. So um, that was my first dream that I can remember. When a person who had passed was telling me something. You had any other late later dreams lately? Um, generally, uh, Claude Hill was my mentor for a long, long time, and if something was in my mind to figure out, I would go back to Claude Hill. But then when my mother died, it was my mother that was my mentor, and I would answer things and do things the way that she had told me the way to handle something at different times when she was alive. And uh, now that my husband has passed away, um, I'm waiting for him to start talking to me, but he hasn't as of yet. But when I go in the office to pay the bills from the house, um, He's, he's telling me how much to pay when it comes to the checkbook or uh, automatic withdrawal. He's, he's telling me what to do because I never paid bills ever before. And then when he died, I had to. So now he's telling me how much to write a check for, how much to give for a gift. Um, how much to um, give a certain person that needed a certain amount of money. So what do you think of the importance of dreams? What's your theory about dreams? I believe it is the people that you have loved in your life and you've lost in your life that they're trying to help you. Right. I believe that my mother... Uh, is helping other people and uh, now since my husband has died she can be even busier in the spirit world helping other people besides me and which ways I would never know but uh, she would have ways and you welcome those dreams oh yeah mm-hmm. okay So if my husband starts talking to me, that'll be fine. But he hasn't yet. No? No. It's Christmas coming up. Maybe that'll be the gift you've been waiting on. Oh, oh, I can tell you he did. He did answer me, too. It wasn't in words. But um, on my birthday, I accidentally was at Kirkland's. And uh, when I came home, this picture, because I love pictures, uh, for the wall. And um, I I kept thinking of this one picture that I saw at Kirkland's that I liked. And so I called 
Kirkland's and asked them if they still had it or had it been sold, and they said it hadn't been sold. So I asked them to put it on the back table and I would be down to get it um, in the afternoon. And because my husband told me, not in words, but I felt it through my spirit, uh, he told me if I saw something pretty that I would like, go ahead and buy it for myself for my birthday. So I did do that. He told me it was okay, it was my birthday, and he wanted me to buy something that I liked, and I did. So now I have a big picture of a horse in my living room, and nobody can understand as yet why that horse is on the wall in my living room. Because Christopher, my second son, said, Mama, what is this with horses? I never knew you were into horses. And I never have been. Well, horses are imagery. They're what? Imagery. I don't know what that is. Signs. Well, what I think it's a sign of, if you're talking about signs, I think it's a sign of strength. Right. And so that also tells me that I have to be strong. Right. And I have to be strong-minded and strong-willed to handle what I need to handle now that he's not here. So there is a picture of a horse in my living room. From Bill. From Bill to me on my birthday. Happy birthday, Mom. At my birthday of 75. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, baby. You're welcome. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, I hope you enjoyed that. That was a little conversation with my mom and my little brother for this Yule time special. And I'm wishing each and every one of you a very happy holiday. Don't forget Real Paranormal Activity with Aaron Hunter on Monday, Aaron's Horror Show on Tuesday, and Terry's mysterious moments i think i'm gonna leave you with a gift ladies and gentlemen this is the band called unkempt see you next time same bat time same bat channel and this is an hour of lonely sleep Yeah!